get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tanner Hendrickson and I'm Brandon Kylie. A lot of our focus on the Cardinals is no longer on the game to game any longer. This is pretty new here in St. Louis, but it's mid-August and we're looking to November here to see what the Cardinals can do to improve the roster for 2024. And with that in the back of our mind, we go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by an analyst from MLB Network. He's the former Rockies general manager. He's Dan O'Dowd joining us here on the show. Dan, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Good, guys. How are you? Good to be on with you guys. I always enjoy coming on with you, Alex and BK. You guys ask good questions. Usually a lot harder than I want to answer. So go ahead and start. <laughs> we appreciate you doing it. We'll so make them a little easier this time than We'll Dan. do our best. We'll do our best. That's all we can promise. So, Dan, you've been in the spot of a general manager where you look to the offseason. You say, all right, what's our plan? How, how do we improve this thing from where we're at today to improving it for next year? As you look at the Cardinals right now, the pitching has been the focus here in St. Louis. How do you view the upcoming free agent pitching market? Um, I think it's thin, um, but I do think there are some good pitchers. But the uh, Cardinals are going to have to embrace the fact they're probably going to have to go longer in length and pay more in average annual value than they've been comfortable doing in the past. You know, guys, for me with the Cardinals, they have been an enigma for the entire year, starting with some things that happen in spring training and on. So I think the first thing you have to do, um, and I think Mo and his, his group are probably doing this, I think you have to assess, you know, was this a really good team that had a really bad year? And then so you don't kind of overreact. I think there's a tendency sometimes when you have a bad season is you overcorrect to the other level and you kind of destroy some of the things you have a really, uh, you know, you, something you have really good going. Actually, I really like the Cardinals' talent. I mean, I just feel like it's an organization this past year that didn't evaluate their players really well and utilize them and their skill set in the way that they could have been their very best. So I think the first thing to do is to take a step back and say, okay, like what are our nine best players on the field or eight best players on the field? And we're going to play those guys. And then who are our depth pieces after that? And we're going to use them at depth pieces. I felt like they had five outfielders, so, like, who is better of the five? And how do we use Tommy Edmond? And what's the best way to use Brendan Donovan? And how do we squeeze Nolan Gorman in? And I just felt like all year long, that's what their model looked like. And the year before, it was Goldschmidt, Donovan, Edmond, Arenado, O'Neal, Carlson, Newt Barr. And they ran those dudes out there, and, you know, after they traded Hader, and, like, there was a consistency, and I think they were really good defensive teams. So to improve my pitching, 
The first thing I want to do is be better at catching the ball like they were two years ago. But this year they've been horrendous at catching the ball. And I believe it's because they have had so many players playing so many different positions and no one ever settling in at one position. Yeah, so that's a very long answer to a short question. Well, you're right on to what we've talked about over these last couple of days, Dan, of wondering if the Cardinals are going to be able to kind of clear out some of this minutiae of a lot of guys in, in little positions for them to be starting on an everyday basis. But the one thing John Mozeliak has talked about is is changing the model with the pitching side of things, going more swing and miss stuff than contact like they have been over the last 10 or so years. Is it possible, yeah. Dan, to overhaul an entire pitching staff in one offseason and change the model? Yeah, it is. But here's why I, 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 I struggle with that comment, and I said this on air. When you have a great defensive team, you want guys to pitch to contact. So two years ago, they had a really good team. They didn't have a good playoff run there. But darn, I mean, anything can happen once you get into postseason. Sometimes it's not real pretty. Sometimes it is. So two years ago, when your model was, we got strike throwers, they work quickly, they pitch to contact, we catch the ball well, and then we have shut down bullpen in the back end of the game. That model worked really well. And so that's my point about overcorrecting. So when you design a model now, that's going to say, we want power arms, we want guys who can swing and miss. Okay, you know what can come with that is walks. Because you get, if he, they, if they find guys that are strike throwers that are swinging this guys, guess what? That's going to either cost them more than they want to spend, or there's just such a limited universe of those kind of guys. They're not going to find them. And so I did this a lot in Colorado. And, and if I could do it again, I would change it. Like I said, God, we need sinker ball guys there. Cause you get the ball up in the air. It's going to leave. I took away 75% of the available pitchers. I just feel like you've got to stay open-minded to really good pitching, but you got to fix your defense first and foremost, no matter who is on the mound. I think the problem, Dan, is that some of their franchise pillars right now are not good defenders. Like, you look behind the plate, they've got Wilson Contreras. Now, they should have known this when they signed him, but apparently they were surprised to learn what we all knew on the outside, which is he's not a great defensive catcher right now and probably never will be. Nolan Gorman is fine at second base, but he's certainly not what Tommy Edmond has been for them. And Jordan Walker, I mean, at least numerically by the numbers, he's been one of the worst defenders in all of baseball this year. And he's the guy that they expect to be starting every day again next season in right field. So you kind of look up the middle at, at second, at catcher, and at right field, they've got below average at best defenders at all three of those positions. So that's it's kind of where I wonder, like, yeah, but do they you have, need to change? Here's the point there, though, is they have options. with They could run out an elite defensive outfield with Carlson, Newbar, and Neal. Simple as that. What do you do and with Walker in that case, Dan? Then Walker DHs until he – then you sit down with a development fan with Jordan and say, if you want to stay on the field – here are the areas defensively you have to get better at. Until you do that, you're going to DH. And I think Jordan Walker is going to end up at first base if they don't re-sign Paul Goldschmidt. I think his body has grown to the point where I still think he can be a functional outfielder because I do believe in the kid's athleticism and I love his offensive upside. But I do think in the long run he profiles best at first base. So until that time, I'm going to work my butt off to make him the very best outfielder he can be because of injuries. But if he's not one of my better defenders, he's not going to play in the outfield. If Norm Goldman, uh, if Nolan Gorman doesn't get better at second base, I've got two options with him. I can trade him. I could trade Nolan Arenado in a deal and move him to third. Or 
I could tell him or I could DH him. So I know I realize here, guys, something's got to give. But for me, I'm making it a priority. You ha- we have to be a really good team defensively. Because let me tell you, that part of the game is the only thing that shows up every single night. Base running and defensive play are the only things that show up every single night. So I'm telling my players, the best defenders that are not that are offensively capable of performing at the big league level, they're going to play. And if you want to fall into that category, you got to get better. It's really interesting, especially on the, like the Jordan Walker. I want to pull on that thread a little bit more, Dan, because uh, in talking with people around the Cardinals, they they view it as he needs to play regularly in the outfield in order to improve out there, in order to get those game reps. If if you were the general manager here in St. Louis and you were looking at Jordan Walker's future, do you think he can improve to the necessary level without getting those game reps and by being the DH regularly? No, probably not. And so that's where my daily work comes in. And, you know, the Cardinals will know better than me, guys. When you're around a player every single day, you, you know what the differential factor is for me, which is always aptitude. Like, you give them a drill work. How quickly did they adjust to it? How proficient they become at it? What's the period of time that allows them to do it? And I don't have any of that information. I'm just saying when I look at that Cardinal team of the future, I see him playing first base. So if they agree with that assessment, all I want to do, and I'm not going to bring Paul back because I think next year is his last year in his contract, and if I decide that I'm not going to re-up him at that age for an extension, well, that's my first baseman of the future, and I'm beginning to prepare him for that, you know, to be ready to take that role. I am preparing all the players I have to look at what is the best team for us to win next year and moving forward. Forward, If Jordan Walker is that guy, then then Dylan Carlson, O'Neill, or Newt Barr, one of the three has to go because all three of them need to play to be the very good best players they can be. You can't make this all work. They tried to do that this year, and I think it led to a lot of their problems. Who would you trade out of those three, Dan, if they do go down the path of Jordan Walker as an outfielder? Whoever had – I don't think I'd trade Newt Barr because I do think there's more elite value there. So it would either come down to Dylan or Tyler O'Neill, and that would come down to who are they going to believe they get the most out of. And right now I think both of them are kind of in the same box where I'm not sure that the organization is fully committed to either guy. Dan, one more thing I'm curious about, and you general managed the Rockies, you had seen the Cardinals, and for a lot of people in St. Louis, they always viewed the Cardinals as that 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 prowess where it comes to the trade deadline or the offseason where they would make that big move because if they knew there was a, a glaring hole, they'd go out there and they'd make the move. Do you still see this Cardinals team as that Cardinals team? I do. I, I absolutely do. I think the ownership group's one of the best ownership groups in the game. I think their front office has proven the one thing the York Cardinals do as well or better than anybody in the game is they scout players well. They develop players exceptionally well. I think where they failed a little bit is how to harvest the crops at the big league level. And if they're going to learn anything from this year, they, they need to understand how to utilize their talent even better. Uh, but I do think they're going to be aggressive because I do think the nucleus of an entire team is in place. And I could easily see this team with the right decisions this offseason, you know, being a 90-win team again a year from now. Dan O'Dowd is our guest. He's an analyst for MLB Network. He's the former Rockies general manager as well. Uh, Dan, I want to kind of go back to the conversation that we began with, which is the free agent pitching market that is available this offseason. Uh, we've been talking a lot about it. Nola, Snell, Giolito, Yamamoto, Gray, all these guys that are kind of at the top of the market. If you were in Mo's shoes and 
the ownership group said, hey, you can get one guy from the top of the market. You can choose who you want it to be, and you've got the budget that is necessary to go get them. Who would you want to target this offseason at the top of that pitching market? Whoever's going to throw me the most consistent, durable innings. If you're going to spend money on a top-of-the-rotation type starter, you want somebody that's track record to actually give you innings. Under that scenario, you know, that would be – I don't think Giolito was in that category, so that would be Nola for me. Um, I think he'd be a great fit for him. And then they still need to add a guy what I consider to be a solid contributor, which would be that next tier down starting pitcher. And then they've got to see what kind of young pitching they can develop between now and in the end of the year. These last six weeks are important for me as it relates to the development of some of the young starters in that rotation. And the final thing that I wanted to get to with you, Dan, uh, if you were in a spot where you could trade for a young starting pitcher and the opposition was asking for uh, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newtbar, Brendan Donovan, are, are you open to exploring a trade for one of those three? Yes, absolutely. As long as it's the right young starter, it's the, you know, it's trying to reacquire the Alcantara and, and Zach Gallion type young starter to go in my rotation. Absolutely. He's Dan O'Dowd. You can find him on MLB Network. He's the former Rockies general manager. Dan, thanks so much for the time today, man. We really appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye.